We're getting close to Hanukkah when we celebrate the next the miracle of the Pachshemen, the oil that was found in Besamikdash, enough oil to burn for one day, and instead it burned for eight days. There is a different but somewhat, somewhat similar story that we find in the Gemara Masachestainis Davchofei Amudalef. Welcome to another episode of En Yaakov, Beyond the Story. Famous stories about Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, but before we get to that story, I want to mention a few other stories that are all uh, spoken about here on this page. And it begins with a um, uh, fact that they were very poor and his wife didn't have anything to make challah. But yet she was embarrassed that she didn't have any challah baking and her oven wasn't smoking. So therefore every Friday she would take some twigs and put it in the oven, turn, light them up on fire and then smoke will go out of the chimney. People were th- would think that she's actually baking challah. There is... Uh, a neighbor of hers that uh, knew that they didn't have what, with what to make the challah. So she was wondering, what is this smoke coming from? She came, she knocked on the door. Abichareb and Daisa's wife was embarrassed, so she ran up to the attic. The neighbor walked in, and what she found was that there was some um, bowl full of dough, and... The oven was full of loaves. So she called fast uh, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa's wife and she says, Mrs., uh, you, you burn is, you, your, your bread is burning. So she came down with uh, some kind of a, a shovel that we use to take out the bread. And she says, yes, yes, I know. That's why I went up. I went up to get my shovel to take out the bread. And the Gemara says she wasn't lying. She was melumat benisim. She was used to having miracle. And therefore she knew that Hashem is not going to let her down. That some miracle is going to happen. She's going to need this shawl to cut the bread. And that's exactly what happened. So basically she had twigs that turned into loaves. Uh, dough that appeared. Uh, then there are many other stories. I'll keep some and I'm going to read the one that is related to the oil. And the, 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 the Gemara reads like this. One Friday night, he saw that his daughter was sad. And this was after Lichbenchen already. Why are you sad, my daughter? The daughter answered, I made a mistake and I took my, the lamp that I use for my Shabbos candles, I filled it up with vinegar instead of, vinegar, instead of filling it up with oil because I took the jug of vinegar thinking it was a, a jug of oil. And now basically what she's saying is that it's too late for me to change it because it's Shabbos. Now you may ask, how did it even 
turn on, had even light on if it was just vinegar. Well, very simple. You know, the lamps in those days were, were clay, were earthware, uh, that uh, very absorbent. And if it was used for oil all the time, and then you put some vinegar, so yeah, the oil is going to float to the top. You're going to put in a wick and you light it on. It will light, but not for long, in just a few minutes, and not even. Um, and that's what happened. She realized that, no, it's vinegar. And now I lit already, and it's Shabbos, and there's nothing I could do about it. So she was sad. So we answered her, what do you care? The one who has told the oil to burn, to light, he will tell the vinegar to light. In other words, oil burning is because Hashem said so. So Hashem is going to tell the, the vinegar to burn as well. Tano. Bryce tells us that we learned that the, the, the Shabbos candle burnt not only the whole, the whole night, which is what was meant to do, but he burnt the entire day, all the way until they were even able to come to his house and light from this fire a candle to make Avdala. You may ask, why did this miracle need to happen in such a way in which it lasted a whole entire day? I mean, I know there is a, perhaps a similarity to, to Hanukkah, that uh, the candle was meant to burn only one night and it burnt a whole day, uh, the whole 24 hours or more, 25 and some hours. Why did he need it? To go that far, it would have been enough of a nest that the vinegar is burning instead of oil, just for the time that it was supposed to burn. So the Marsha explains that it's because of Pirsume Nisa, another reference to Hanukkah here. Pirsume Nisa, when the light was burning for the whole day, it made it very obvious that there is something different about this candle. What's going on here? How come this, this little lamp is actually burning a whole day? And they say, oh, you think that's, that's a big deal? Wait till you hear the rest of the story. It's actually vinegar in there. And that was Mephazim the Ness a lot, a lot more. Um, there are many questions in these stories, which I will go back a little bit later. But then we could see, I just want to continue with uh, another story a bit further in the daf, in which the story tells us that um, there was uh, a, a neighbor of his who built a house. And after building the house, when she put up, when she had uh, the workers put up the walls, it was time to put up the beams. And those beams... Um, you put it on top, and with that you make a roof. Uh, problem is that those beams, were the way they built the wall, she had ordered all those beams, and they were too short. They were not reaching the other side like of the wall. So she came to Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa and she said, What happened? Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa said, Let the beams extend. 
And the bin is extended to the point in which it says that it was, it, it extended one Amal. Not only they extended uh, to, to, to reach the other world, but they extended an Amal on each side. And then the Gemara continues and says that some say, no, it was just added pieces. So there's a Braise in which Plimu Oimer I saw the house and I saw that the beams, the rafters on the top of the house were actually sticking out of each wall. One Amo. And they told me, this is the house that Rabbi Chania ben Daisa uh, made the roof possible through his tefillah. So um, the reason why I brought more than one story, even though I really want to discuss the middle one, the one of the candles, is because I want to point out a certain contrast. Of course, there is a pattern, people having a problem, and Rabbi Chania ben Daisa, or his wife in this case, in the first case, solving the problem with a miracle. But there is a fundamental difference in each kind of nest that happened. It's not just uh, the same type of miracle. There is over here, we could say, two types of miracles. There are the, the type of miracles in which the, um, it begins with a miracle, but then after that, nature pretty much takes its course. That will be the first and the last story that I just told you. Um, is exactly that. There was a nest that the twigs turn into dough and then they're in the oven, so they bake. That's already not a miracle. That's nature. There was a nest that the beams were too short. With his tefillah, he made a miracle that the beams became longer. And now the roof is standing. So there was one miracle. And then after that miracle happened, it's just natural that the roof will stand, that the dough will bake. On the other hand, the middle story, the story about the oil, it wasn't like that. It was that constant miracle. For every moment that vinegar was burning, there was a constant miracle. So it wasn't just one miracle. It was 24 hours of miracles. So if you're going to split the hours in seconds, there's like tens of thousands of miracles happening here. And the obvious question is, why didn't Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa say, no, that's not vinegar, it's oil. And poof, it turns into oil. So he made oneness. And after that, it's natural that the oil burn, that's totally no- normal. But no, by saying the one who told the, the, the oil to burn will tell the vinegar to burn, he's causing a constant miracle. And you may ask, what's the difference? A ness is a ness. You know, the story of Hanukkah is the same thing. It was a miracle, that constant miracle. For eight consecutive days, the oil was burning in a way in which it was constantly a nest. Actually, uh, the famous question of Besiasef, why is the nest seven, uh, eight days and not seven if there was enough oil to burn for the first day? One of the answers that, that, that are brought there is that, well, actually, it was burning 
every second that it was burning it was burning less than what it needs to like an eighth of what it needs to burn so even the first day was a miracle the whole nest of Hanukkah was the same thing was a constant miracle a constant nest for eight consecutive days not like the other stories that we mentioned before in which a miracle happened after that it's natural that it should work this way what difference does it make? difference is there is a klal. We should not derive any profit, any benefit from nisim. Why? Because somebody who is benefiting from a miracle is kind of losing out of his chusim that he has stored for him lemailo. Matter of fact, in that same page, there is a story of Bechani Aben Daisa uh, getting some money for Shabbos and then he, his wife realizing in a dream that he's, he's losing out some of the So then one will say, yes, I understand that. And you know what? It's worth it. My schusim that I have for Elamabo, you know, it's a nice investment and I could spend some of it when I'm really in trouble and I need it. But when one is working on a budget, you try to really save. You don't want to spend everything in one shot, right? So that is the nafkamina. The difference will be if Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa would have done in the case of the vinegar that his daughter used for Shabbos, candles. If he would have done the same that he did for other nisim that he has accomplished, it would have been just oneness instead of Constant, so many nisim, constantly nisim, till the end of Shabbos. So there is an answer, and there is a hayra. We're going to start with the answer. In the wording of Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, we find the answer. Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa didn't say let the vinegar burn. In the same way that he said, for example, let the beams extend, just a few lines later. He didn't say that. He says, The one who told the oil to burn will tell the vinegar to, to burn. What is he saying? So, before I go into details, what he's saying is, you think that, that oil burning is a natural occurrence? No. Oil burning is godly intervention. That's what the nice says, a godly intervention. For the oil to burn, you need to have a Mishe Omar. You have to have the Ebishtim making it burn. It's also a nice. So what he's saying is, the Ebishtim is making the oil burn. How is the Ebishtim making the oil burn? Mishe Omar, the Asoroma Amores, like the Altarebbe explained, that everything that exists, whether it is the actual matter or the properties of this matter, whether it is the oil that exists or the property that oil has, which is to burn, all of this is only possible to exist because the Ebishte is constantly repeating the words of Masebereshis. Yeah, in Asarama Amores, the Ebishte didn't say Yehi Shemen, 
or Yidloik Shemen. But Altarebbe explains that the Tzirufe Oisi has different combination of letters, of the words of Asaroma Amores, is what makes everything exist, including the fact that oil is burning. So therefore, what Rabbi Chanan ben Daisa is telling his daughter is, don't go thinking that it's natural that oil should burn. Oil is burning because it's the Ebishe is intervening and is making the oil burn. So the same way that he does that, he could change the Tzirufe Oisies, he could change the combination of letters in Asar Mamoris in a way in which it comes down that it gives the property of burning to vinegar. And that is something that does the Ebishe could do. What is the difference? Why did he go this way? Like I said, rather than saying, no, turn into oil, is because he wanted to save on the Nisim. Exactly the opposite of what we thought before. From Rabbi Hanida ben Daisa's perspective, oil burning is also a Nis. So why should he waste the Nisim? Change the vinegar into oil, that will be oneness, and make the oil burn, that's anotherness. What does he need to do that? Don't waste the Nisim. He's just bringing an acknowledgement that the oil burning is the Eivishter who does it. And the Eivishter could make the vinegar burn as well. Rather than turn the vinegar into oil and then have the oil burn, which is an S in itself. What do you mean an S? Seems to be natural. There isn't such a thing as natural. Nature is the way the Eivishter is running this world through being concealed in, in the laws of nature. But nature itself is a locus. So therefore, the fact that the oil is burning is because there is a Mishé Omar, who is the one who has told the oil to burn. That same one could make the vinegar to burn. So in the wording of Echanan ben Deysa, we get the answer to that question. And I know that this is something that most of you are familiar with and you've heard that before, a part of it. But here is, what do we learn from this? How, does, how could we apply this to ourselves as well? And I'll extrapolate and say, how could we apply this to Hanukkah, the nest of Hanukkah, the candles of Hanukkah? As I said before, there are two types of Nisim. These two types of Nisim is very similar to two types of situations in which Yidin find themselves. And let's start all the way from the beginning. The Yidin were in the Midbar. When we were for 40 years in the Midbar, we had constant Nisim. Constant Nisim, how? We had the man coming down every day, Lechem in Hashemayim, Ber Miriam, constantness, Ananekovet, our very sustenance, food, shelter, clothing were being washed by Ananekovet. Everything was taken care of in a miraculous way, constantly, while we're in the Midbar. When we went into Eretz Yisrael, on the other hand, it started with the Ness, and after that it was required to act in a natural way. Yes, when the Yidden got into Eretz Yisrael, they had to start plowing the land and growing everything. But that, that was after they settled. Before that, they came into Yerichoy. The very beginning of the Kivush, the conquest of Eretz Yisrael, 
started with a nes. A miracle. You didn't run around the wall, the walls of Yerichoi, blowing the shoifer and the walls fall down. Started with the nes. After that, they didn't have to fight. Yes, there were nisim in the fights and so on. But after that, they were required of working in a more natural way. These two situations is very much of a reflection of those two types of nisim we mentioned before. The candles burning constantly in a miraculous way. Whether it is the vinegar of Rabbi Chaim ben daughter or the Hanukkah candles. Burning constantly. That is comparable to the Yidin in the Midbar benefiting from constant Nisim. On the other hand, we have the different types of Nisim that we said before. Twig turns into dough. Dough bakes. Beams extend. The roof stands. That's natural. That is similar to the the, the, the Avoid or the requirement of the Eden while they were when they entered the Israel started with the Ness and after that continues in a natural way. So let's look into this a bit more. What is a Ness? A miracle is, like I said before, a godly intervention, which means a way in which um, what's happening is beyond understanding. Beyond nature, but also beyond understanding. In our Avoida, that refers to Avoida of Mesus Nefesh. Conducting ourselves with Mesus Nefesh in a way that is Lemala Mitam Vedas. That Mesus Nefesh sometimes is required to be constant, sometimes. It's enough to have Mesus Nefesh at the beginning of the Avaidah. It all depends where we stand. So then, constant at the beginning of the Avaidah, we could say, for example, one could think that at the beginning of the day, he says Medeani, which giving himself completely today, which they will complete Bitu. That's the idea of start davening, you know, we're higher than nature of the world, and then the rest of the day, we could put our guards down and we get busy with Inyan Ha'ilom. That begins with the Anogenesis and then continue with the world. Then there is the other way, it is a constantness, which means to be constantly on guard. The whole entire day, not just the beginning of the day, but the whole entire day, you are required to have that Tnuah of Mesus Nefesh. Where do we see the difference? It depends in the Midbar or in Ret Yisrael. When the Yidin were entered Ret Yisrael, that over there there is already Kedusha in Ret Yisrael. When there is a Kedusha in Ret Yisrael, we are in a matzav in which it is enough to have Mesus Nefesh at the beginning, the Nes at the beginning, and after that we get busy with the, with the ground, with the earth, with the land. And with the Mesus Nefesh of the beginning of the day, we have the Koyach to continue the rest of the day. That's the Matzav of Eretz Yisrael. The Matzav of a Midbar, desert represents a Mokom Aklipes, a time in a space in which there is absolutely nothing that grows in the Midbar. There is no life there because it is a place of Klippes. So when you are in such a place, 
when you are in such a state, such a stage, you have to be constantly in the Tnu of Mesus Nefesh. The Nes in the, in the Midbar happened constantly, which is telling us that when we are in that dark place of the Midbar, we cannot rely on the fact that at the beginning of the day we had a Voida in Mesus Nefesh, starting from Adiani until... We finished learning after davening, and then the rest of the day, we could forget about all this and continue without that to know of Mesus Nefesh. When you're in a midbar, <coughs> you can't afford that. So basically, <coughs> the, what these different stories of Yuchanan ben Daisa is telling us, these stories are telling us that yes, there are different situations, that call for different type of approach in terms of Mesus Nefesh. And sometimes it's enough to start and then the rest will be fine. But other times you need to have a continuous Mesus Nefesh. When is that other times? A time of darkness. Friday night, Shabbos comes in, it's Kedusha. But we light the candles before it gets dark. Chaneke. When do we light the candles? Mishetishka achama. after shkia. When it's dark outside. When it is dark outside, meaning that when spiritually we are in a dark place, we need to have a continuous ness. Ness also means an elevation. Arim arim. Realizing that we have to put ourselves higher than Gashmi Sa'ilam, higher than the interest in worldly, earthly matters. In order to be able to overcome this darkness, this Mesus Nefesh has to be constant. And <clears throat> this is the darkness in which we live now. And this is the message that this story is telling us. That that candles, not only that the candle of Shabbos had to be a constantness rather than turn the vinegar into oil. But they constantly had to burn in a miracle way that it was vinegar burning, but it had to last the whole entire day, all the way till Motzei Shabbos. Telling us that in times like this, don't let your guards down and live in a way of Mesus Nefesh. But more than that, live in a way <clears throat> of miracles. Just like we started with the story of his wife, that was, she was certain that the Ebishter is going to answer her. She even had that, that little um, shovel prepared to take out the chalas. Live in a way of position yourself higher than Gashmi Sa'ilam. Use the miracles that we get to burn to light our environment, and recognize that everything that is happening given by is because there is a Mishe Omar. And will be Zoyche to see Hashem's light in everything that we do.